Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bye, Harry. Take you, Megan. Yeah, well, I guess, and also thank you for asking, because not many people have asked if I'm okay. I'm not very good at being a performing monkey. So what I say to you now, as your queen and as a grandmother... I say from my heart. Hi there, and welcome to Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace doors. I'm your host for today, Zoe Burrell. And I'm Angela Mollard. And coming up on today's episode, we will be talking about Kate's most important fan. And we'll also be talking about whether Harry and Meghan are going to snub the royals at Christmas. And of course, the royal mum who's admitted she's not very maternal. Ooh, who's that? <laughs> But first, the Duchess of Cambridge never puts a foot wrong and her approach has earned her a very important fan, hasn't it, Ange? The most important of fans, actually. (laughs) The only one that you actually want on your side, of course, is the Queen. And the Queen has apparently, according to Vanity Fair magazine, talked to some staff and a source is reporting that she absolutely loves Kate. She loves the fact that she's unflappable. She loves that she embodies that British sentiment of keep calm and carry on. And I think we've seen that particularly over the last... Last year, the way that Kate has progressed with her family, the way that we saw just around Halloween her taking the kids into Sainsbury's to choose their horrible, nasty polyester Halloween costumes, just like every other kid in Britain. I think the way that she went about the garden for the sensory things and talking about how nature impacts on children, she's just ordinary. She doesn't get uptight. I mean, there was some scandals this year when there was, we'll talk about this later, about Prince William and a suspected affair. She just kept her cool through it and uh, she's doing a very good job. And I think the Queen, whose entire sort of manifesto for all these decades has been uh, unflappability, sense of duty and keeping calm, that, that Kate's embodying that. And I think she'll see that that will take the royal family into the future in a way that perhaps her own children haven't really managed to do that. There's still been there's been so much scandal around her own children, and yet Kate is this. They've got this very secure marriage. They look so happy when you saw them down at race week in the Isle of Wight. Her and William, you couldn't have seen a, a happier looking couple. So I think the Queen knows that the monarchy is in good hands with Kate. Yes, I agree, and I think it was great to see her standing there on the Remembrance Day balcony. Mm. She looked very regal. She did look regal. Look, we're going to talk about the fact that there was a lot of discussion about this, and the British tabloids went nuts and said, of course, the fact that Meghan and Kate weren't standing together. And there were various events, of course, around Remembrance Day. There wasn't just the ceremony at the Cenotaph. There was the uh, Royal Albert Hall the night before. Look, my take on this is that I didn't expect to see them together. The fact is that this is all about hierarchy, and and the reason that Kate stood on the balcony, the very small balconies, mind you, this is not <laughs> Buckingham Palace where you can get, you know, 50 of them on board. These are tiny balconies at Whitehall where you can only get three members of the royal family on each balcony and they have plenty of them. So on the main balcony was the Queen Camilla 
and Kate. Now, the reason for this is this is all about who's next in line to the throne. So Camilla's there because she's the wife of Prince Charles, who's laying a wreath. Kate's there because she's the wife of Prince William, who's laying a wreath. Now, Harry's also laying a wreath, but he's further back in the pecking order in terms of accession to the throne, which is why Meghan was on a balcony with Princess Anne's husband and the Duchess of Wessex. So that's the reason why they weren't bosom buddies on (laughs) on the day or around those. And and same at the Royal Albert Hall. You sit in a pecking order. So Kate has to sit closer to the stage than Meghan does, for instance. So Meghan's actually sitting, Meghan and Harry are sitting sort of way back with Prince Andrew, as denotes uh, their lineage to the throne. So I think I love the story. I love the – and look, you know what? If we do not see them together at Christmas, there is all hell breaking loose with that that family. (laughs) I think we'll see them in some kind of PR setup between now and Christmas. I think they can't leave it too long. That said, Harry did make those comments, those very provocative comments about the fact that he and William were on different paths. There's been a lot of talk in the press about rifts with your brother. How much of that is true? <laughs> um, part, part, of the, part of this role and part of this job and this family being under the pressure that it's under Inevitably, you know, stuff um, stuff happens. But look, we're we're brothers. We're, we'll always be brothers. Um, we're certainly on different paths at the moment. But I will always be there for him, and as I know, he'll always be there for me. Um, you know, we don't see each other as much as we as much as we used to because we're so busy. Um, but you know, I, I love him dearly, and you know, the majority of the stuff is probably well, the majority of stuff is created out of nothing. Um, but you know, it's just as I said, as brothers, you know. You have good days, you have bad days. Now, that's a major thing to say about your relationship with your brother that the whole nation is invested in, or the whole globe is invested in that uh, relationship. I think for uh, damage limitation, they need to be seen in a photograph sometime between now and Christmas. The problem is that the Sussexes are going on holiday. So do you think the Sussexes will skip out on Christmas with the royal family? Look, they'll be hell to play if they do. There's been speculation that they might, that they might, that they may miss the annual Christmas at Sandringham, that they may actually stay in the in America. We know they're going to the States to spend some time with Doria. Of course, you know, she's the grandmother as well, not just the Queen, and she wants to spend time with little Archie. There's been a lot of talk that they're going to be there for Thanksgiving, which I think is highly likely. The problem you've got is that you cannot just turn up and book a you know Airbnb in LA and <laughs> when you're a member of the royal family like that there's all sorts of security issues so the longer it goes on those security issues magnify and there's a lot of planning that goes on a trip like that even a holiday I mean even if they go to a an island you know Mauritius there's still security issues will they stay for Christmas if they stay for Christmas that is the biggest snub in Christendom, basically, because if you think about it, Meghan and Harry didn't go to Balmoral this summer. All the royals go up to, to Balmoral. It doesn't matter if they, they don't necessarily go at the same time. You know, the um, Beatrice and Eugenie went, Kate and William went. You just have to go. It's part of being a member of the royal family. Now, there have been times when Kate and William have spent time with the Middletons at Christmas, but they're still around for some part of it. If they don't turn up, if the Sussexes don't turn up, they have gone AWOL on the royal family. And there will be so much commentary around the fact that are they in or are they out? And look, after the documentary following their trip in Africa, virtually wall-to-wall commentary in the UK was that are they a part of the royal family or are they going to, you know, are they are they going to live a different life? Because 
their comments were so unprecedented in terms of they're sort of disquiet with being part of that family. And Harry's spoken about that before. My guess is he will do the sensible thing. They will turn up at Sandringham for Christmas. We will get the lovely Kate and Megan smiling at each other photograph, but whether or not there's uh, a genuine friendship behind that, I doubt it. It's a real shame. I would imagine Kate would be very helpful, sympathetic and well-disposed to Megan. But you get the sense with Megan and Harry that they're the ones putting up the walls. They're the ones that actually need to accept they're part of this family, that there is a duty to do. I like the fact they're talking about how they're feeling, but they can talk about how they're feeling within the safety of family. They can uplift the rest of the family, the royal family, without... They're not so much denigrating them, but I think it's getting it's getting close to that and they need to be very careful. Of course, we do know that Kate will definitely be there. We've seen her for quite a few years now and family, of course, is very important to her. She even honoured a close family member recently, didn't she? She did. On Remembrance Day, she wore, if you, if you looked up close, the Queen had sort of five, she was really big on the poppies that day. She had five <laughs> poppies on her uh, black coat. Kate had a single one and it was a, a metal poppy called the Codebreakers brooch and it honoured her paternal grandmother, Valerie Glasborough, who worked as a uh, codebreaker at Bletchley Park during the war. I thought wow. that was a really lovely uh, little tribute to her grandmother and we don't really know that much about Kate's extended family so I didn't had no idea about that so lovely that she was wearing it to be honest I preferred her um, brooch to the Queen's massive <laughs> paper attack. It was quite large wasn't it? it? She did go for <laughs> it didn't she? Had she such a small stature so yeah, quite exactly. overwhelming. <laughs> Actually I loved Kate's outfit too which was the gorgeous Catherine Walker black military style jacket. I reckon she's taking a few more risks it was always Kate was, you know, the sort of dowdy, mid-length skirts, you know, boring colours. And Megan was on trend, very cool, bringing in, you know, sort of European designers and looking amazing. But I think it's flipped. I think Kate's just nailing it at the moment. And she has, she's had a um, magazine fashion editor helping her out. Her own stylist went on holiday, uh, not sorry, maternity leave. And she's still coming back. But uh, a magazine editor, a fashion editor, has stepped in and helped her out, an old friend from university days, and I think she's nailing it. She's wearing sort of blouses back to front. She's wearing those more wide-length pants. You know, look, she's still doing the nice little um, knee-length dress when she needs to, but there's a lot more fun and a lot more youth, youthfulness in her dressing. And, and the um, military-style jacket was just – I mean, she's just got such a brilliant posture and such a regal figure that – completely nailed it. Yeah, I loved it too. Oh, by the way, there was a bit of a gossip around <laughs> Megan's outfit. I mean, need to mention this. So Stella McCartney tweeted that she had designed the coat that uh, Megan was wearing on Remembrance Day and there was all this blowback on it because, of course, you don't use Remembrance Day to spruik your own brand. So she then took her Instagram post down and had a, you know, a bit of a whack on the knuckles for for you know, capitalising on what is a very sincere and special occasion, not just for the royals, but for the nation at large and obviously for war veterans. You know, you don't, it's not a day you spruik your own wares. So naughty Stella. Oh, no. Oh, they probably got more attention for it because we're talking about it. And of course, everyone <laughs> reported on it. So now Stella McCartney's shares are going up. No, <laughs> thanks to us. Well, speaking of Megan, though, we know that she sort of copped a lot of criticism, but her best pal really defended her, didn't she? Yeah, she did. And also, look, there's a lot of discussion about... So it's Serena Williams. I just really think she's the strongest, literally the strongest person I know. And 
the nicest, sweetest. She flew all the way with a newborn to see me play in New York and flew all the way back that night. And I probably couldn't have done that. Uh, that just kind of goes to show you what an amazing person that she is. And that's just one of the many things that she does for me. Um, I call her, text her anytime, crying, upset. You know, she's always there. And um, doesn't matter what she's going through, she just sets time away and she's just so amazing. Now, does that to you sound like a woman who's a great mate or does it sound to you like a woman who's quite lonely? What do you think? I th- I'm venturing oh, on the lonely. I think yes. I think she's a really lonely. And I think lonely. she's really missing her friends from yeah. back in America. I think she is too. And, mm. I, and look, she's got connections with people like Victoria Beckham and Amal Clooney, but they're quite busy. I mean, Amal's, you know, sorting out the world's legal problems. <laughs> she's not there to come and play, you know, coffee mornings with Archie and whatever those twins are called. And I think Megan is, yeah, I think she's, I think she needs her friends and, I wonder who she's being supported by. I mean, she's got these American friends. She's got Jessica Mulrooney, but she's in Canada. And, you know, I know social media and, you know, phone conversations and Skype and whatever else they do is fantastic. But it's not the same as having a mate sitting on your sofa drinking a cup of herbal tea, and we know it's herbal with you, is it? It's not, it's <laughs> not like... It's not like that. It's not like having someone that you can say, come to yoga with me and you can pull out your mats and... It's not like having a glass of wine on Friday with it. I just don't, just don't think she's got that kind of life. And I think that's I think that's a lot of pressure on her and Harry. And I think Serena's comments about her availability speak volumes about her potential loneliness. Mm. And we know that Harry's also stepped out recently to support a friend of his own, hasn't he? Yeah, look, I, look, I love this. Um, Gareth Thomas uh, was basically forced into confessing that he was HIV. He's a Welsh rugby international, amazing guy. He did a, a marathon event where he was forced because people found out that he was HIV to come out and say he was HIV. William and Harry straight away got onto Instagram and supported him through that. Obviously, William is the patron of the Welsh um, rugby team and Harry's patron of the English rugby team. Anyway, Harry got on board last weekend with Gareth uh, and a major fundraiser supported it. What I love about this, this is... This is Diana and her sons. You know, she did all that work with HIV and AIDS. She uh, destigmatized holding hands with people with, with uh, HIV. She completely changed the landscape. When I was living in Britain, there was still that fear in the early 90s that maybe you didn't touch an AIDS patient. And there she was putting her arms around them, you know, sitting on the edges of their beds, um, publicising that condition. And I think it's really lovely that all these years later, the boys are both, both supporting uh, people suffering from that condition. Yeah, I think it's so sweet to see them following their mum's footsteps yeah. like that. Yeah, they are so much of their mum, aren't they? Like you, they are their dad. They are royal, but they're also so very Spencer. And I that that I think with Diana and when I was covering those stories, she was before her time in, in the sense of talking about emotions, being emotionally intelligent, um, really connecting. I mean, this, at that stage, it was. Every other member of the royal family just went and shook hands and attended events and pulled open little velvet curtains. She actually was the woman that, you know, took off her shoes and sat down at the, on the bed or or laughed or hugged or cried or fed somebody some custard at, at their bedside. And I think, yeah, it's great that, that the world has moved on to embrace that kind of caring and charity, and, you know, more hands-on, more empathetic. 
there's been a few revelations from the rest of the royal family, hasn't there? I love these. I, I love you just when you're covering royals, you just get these little tidbits every so you just think, how did I not know this before? Can I talk about <laughs> Prince Philip? Yes. I love Prince Prince Philip. I, I hope he never dies. I know it will happen, but I hope he never dies. Just because it, He's just so funny. I mean, all those stupid things he said over all the years. All those gaffes. All those gaffes, I know. I know. And you can just see his funeral, can't you? Well, not so much his funeral. That will be very proper. But the obituaries will just be this, you know, chronology of all the things he said. Anyway, what I love about this is that there's a British tradition that he can't stand. And it's drinking tea. You know, I can't believe that. The That's whole such of, a British exactly. <laughs> tradition, England are fueled by the whole. The whole nation is fueled by tea. And I lived there for a decade. And I've, you know, I'm... Cannot start my day without a cup of tea. I tried that celery thing, you know, where you're supposed to juice celery and you have beautiful glowing skin. (laughs) Completely impossible. Anyway, Prince Philip doesn't like uh, tea. He's very Greek and he likes black coffee throughout the day. So there you go. Wow, fascinating, isn't it? Oh, no. You can just imagine when Lizzie sits down for a three o'clock cuppa and a little Victoria sponge and a cucumber <laughs> sandwich and some poor footman has to go and, you know, boil the cafetiere or do him a... Well, he's probably having an espresso, isn't he? He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> I probably needed one before that car accident. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, he wasn't that alert, <laughs> was he? You know, I'm not speaking out of turn here. It was his fault. He's admitted it was his fault. He's you know, lucky he lost his license. Well, he didn't lose it. He... He handed it over. That's right. Anyway, moving on. Yes. (laughs) Or I get myself in trouble for saying something. (laughs) So we also know that a royal mum has admitted that she's not maternal, which I find fascinating. Zara Tyndall, I think she's great. She's the daughter of Princess Anne, as we know. But she said that quite a bit rather than just embracing the whole mother thing she said she found it really difficult but she also said that her brother Peter could not believe it when she was going to have a child she he just thought it was really strange as she said she was someone that if if someone sort of tried to hand over their baby she'd go no 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 I don't want to hold it thanks <laughs> it didn't didn't enjoy that part of it at all anyway she had Mia and then uh she had a miscarriage and then a little bit later she's had uh Lena and she apparently loves it so well she always looks so adorable with them when you see them out and about I know and you know what? They have a great life. They live down in Gloucester. They're not troubled by anyone. They go to the, you know, ride their horses. Her husband's the funniest guy, apparently, at the Christmas events for the royals or any event, really. He's he's great fun, which is why William and Harry love him. I think she's the royal with the plum job, to be honest. I think she's the you, – you know, you need to be high enough so you get all the free stuff and the fun, <laughs> but you need to be low enough that you're not bothered, and I think she's, she's exactly in the right <laughs> position. She's the one I'd be if I could be anyone. <laughs> And, of course, I have to ask, I know we talked about the crown last Mm. week, but another little tidbit's come out about it, hasn't it? That's right. So it's about to start this week, so you won't see me from Thursday. Um, (laughs) That's right. Olivia Coleman, who is playing the Queen, she's taken over from Claire Foy for season three. She was actually at a dinner with Prince William and... uh, (laughs) You can imagine Prince William saying this. He apparently said to her, so what are you working on at the moment? And then he went, oh... Yes, that's right. <laughs> and uh, so she took the opportunity since he had brought it up to say, uh, do you watch it? To which he replied, a firm and resounding no. And she thought she needed to move on after that conversation on just discussing something else. So he doesn't watch it. I bet he does secretly. How could you not? I know. I'm sure they all do secretly. Yeah, especially when they get to season like 700 and he finally gets into it. He'll be wanting to watch himself. He'll, he'll be wanting to, you know, to, to work with the casting directors to see who's uh, who's going to play him. Maybe exactly. Meghan Markle will play herself since she's a... 
already an actress. Never know. <laughs> she probably needs the company. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Anne. Thanks, Zoe. And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And, of course, don't forget to pick up our latest issue of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale Thursday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.